Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Imperfect Podcast. I'm Kathy. And I'm Kennedy. Join us on this week's episode as we discuss intriguing topics and people of interest that will inspire us to explore all of the unique pieces of ourselves. We are all imperfectly perfect. We're We're glad glad you're here. here. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our next episode of the Imperfect Podcast. Humans communicate and contribute to conversations in many different ways and through several different mediums, even like how we're communicating with you now on our podcast uh, through to you on your medium of choice. Different forms of communication can include verbal communication, obviously, and nonverbal communication, written communication, listening, and even visual. Nonverbal communication can be very complex, and we thought we'd take a look into that today. Yeah, so nonverbal communication contributes so much to a conversation that we often don't even realize until it is missing from the equation. So some suggest that 65% of conversations are nonverbal, which is strange because when you think communication, you think blah, 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 not the little things that happen with your hands or whatever. So for example, when text messaging, you may find yourself feeling like you need to add emojis to show what facial expressions you would make if you were in front of the person that you're communicating with. So if you were to text, what are you doing? It could be, what are you doing with an angry emoji? Or it could be, what are you doing? with a happy face emoji. So depending on the expression or the tone or, you know, the nonverbals, which would be smileys or sad faces or angry faces, it can totally change a message. Yeah, it sure does. And we've lost that part of a lot of our communications, like doing things online, because a lot of times, I mean, you can't see the rest of my body. Am I, you know, swinging my leg back and forth? Have I got my arms crossed? Like, how would you know? Right. Right. According to Indeed.com, nonverbal communication is the transfer of information through body language, facial expressions, gestures, and more. So many say that the key to success in relationships, uh, either personal or professional, is learning actually how to communicate effectively and properly. Um, And a lot of that is through nonverbal cues and body language. Yeah. And on Help Guide's website... They mention how body language is the use of physical behavior, expressions, and mannerisms to communicate nonverbally, often uh, often done instinctively rather than consciously. So even when I'm talking, like my eyebrows kind of go up and down and like, I don't think about raising my eyebrows or for the most part, I don't. It just happened. Like, see, there it happened again. <laughs> so it just happens um, instinctively. Yeah, because whether you realize it or not, The way you stand, um, yeah, whether you're crossing your arms, your hands in back of you or in front of you, your tone of voice, eye contact, all those things can greatly impact how much someone uh, will trust you, feel drawn towards you, want to buy your product, all of those sorts of things. And I recently listened to a piece that was talking uh, a little bit about this sort of thing. And um, I had not realized you know often you'll see in maybe the service industry that um, people are standing off to the side waiting to serve of course but they're just being patient and they'll either cross their hands in front of them like this 
or they'll put them behind their back. And I never took offense one way or the other to um, how they were holding their hands. But in this actual program, it talked about uh, approaching people with your hands behind your back and how automatically it's like a, it's a built-in response from, I don't know, caveman days or something like that, that people that keep their hands hidden, it's, uh, it sends off certain signals in the brain that can alert of danger, you know, what are you hiding the, behind your back kind of thing yeah well if you saw the other caveman approaching with his hands behind his back it probably meant he had a, a sharp rock to clobber you with right so right. That, that kind of activation is still apparently going on in our brains like they had they explained the experiment and how they had people all hooked up and and that's what they found that it certainly lit up those danger you know fight or flight parts in the brain and mm. yeah I guess we don't like to not see people's hands <laughs> yeah but uh it, it's true when you say it like that it's uh but even though you're standing there and you're going oh that's just a server standing off to the side with their hands behind your back your body is like uh, what's like you're not consciously thinking about that, but it's there is, uh, I think what you're getting at. Um, because I'm sure some people listening are like, well, I know they're not holding a, you know, a, a hammer behind their, <laughs> behind their back, obviously not, but the setting doesn't suit a hammer, but, um, yeah, it makes sense. Um, even when in to work tomorrow, <laughs> right, right. Uh, even when you're silent, your nonverbals are still communicating loud and clear. So uh, a great example of this would be, have you ever gotten a face from your partner from across the room when you're out in public at an event somewhere and the face is basic, basically like, mm, okay, it's time to go home. Like you just get the eyes or you guys have your own like nonverbal, like a wink or a, like a frustrated face, like I've I've gotten those faces before, so um, popular mother face of like what <laughs> are you doing? Yeah, it doesn't you don't have to say anything, but the nonverbals speak a million words. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's also important to note that sometimes the words that are coming out of your mouth and the way you communicate through your body language can be totally different and contradict each other. Yeah, and. It's funny because I'm aware of these things. I often pay attention to them when I'm having conversations just in everyday life with other people. So when someone's talking to me and they continuously, like if they're talking and they go, yeah, so the other day and they just touch their nose, this is actually one of the most common and well-known nonverbals in psychology that can indicate a liar, or it could very well just be that they have an itchy nose. I mean, use your discretion there, but um I'm just saying if someone's saying, yeah, so the other day I was thinking about you and I was just thinking about how just question why if they repeatedly touch their nose. Anyway, I find myself I'm one of those people that I'm analyzing every move. So watch out. <laughs> well, I think it's it seems kind of funny that it would be based on the Pinocchio story, but that's yeah. what me think of, right? Exactly. Every time Pinocchio lied, his nose would grow. So it's like you're trying to keep your exactly growing. Yeah. 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 So other examples would be when someone says uh, yes to you verbally, but they are shaking their head no. So, um, and it's hard to give an example of this without making it seem super obvious. But um, if I said, 
Yeah. So the other day I was just like, man, that's a nice person. And they're shaking their head. They're going like, you just have to question why there's that contradiction happening. Why are you shaking your head while you're saying something in agreement to whatever? Anyway, it, it's just once you're aware of these things, you start to notice them. Like I'll be watching TV shows and there'll be actors doing things. And I'll say to my boyfriend, did you see that? You know, you can tell they're acting because they they didn't agree with what. Anyway, it's just once you're aware, it just becomes so prominent. Kennedy getting right into the show and it's already written. Like it's, <laughs> it's not really a real criminal Kennedy. So, right, right. Yeah. Uh, I also had uh, gotten some information in regards to this about uh, liars pointing their feet towards the door signaling you know their desire to physically or psychologically escape this uncomfortable situation that they're in interesting yeah yeah and um i can't say the word properly but this suprasternal notch i think is how it's pronounced so it's the indentation at the base of your neck so if you just feel your neck there everyone's got it right there uh it is the most vulnerable part of the body and um mom also found this that when liars feel that they're threatened they sometimes cover that area to protect themselves against threat um so you even think do you ever see like a woman playing with their necklace or um a man adjusting his tie it's that uncomfortable and the need to cover that part of their body because it's um super vulnerable yeah yeah so, however, um, if you can effectively work on your own communication skills and be af- uh, aware of others and their communication styles, it can, it can help create more understanding and solid relationships. If you're knowing how, you know, if your partner does have a tell that's not an actual, you know, lie tell or that sort of thing, then you just kind of get used to their mannerisms it's funny you say it like that because just back to the nose thing my poor boyfriend he puts up with a lot (laughs) um he'll be telling me something and he'll touch his nose or he'll keep touching it or whatever and I'll be like why are you touching your nose and I'll go Kennedy like gosh like I just have like I have a mustache hair up there or the I just kissed the cat there's all these hairs flying around my nose like chill out or but I say it as a joke now because he sees it coming when he's touching his nose he looks at me and he's like oh gosh she's gonna tell me that I'm touching my nose (laughs) yeah Yeah, so um when your nonverbal cues match up with the words you're saying they can actually help increase trust clarity and rapport versus tension mistrust and confusion with other people so this is the benefit uh to being aware of your nonverbal communication as well as others yeah, there's uh, lots of nonverbal communication that we already talked about, but um, in becoming aware of your own nonverbal communication, um, we can look at certain different types. There's uh, a number of them. Facial expressions, this is pretty much universal. universal. Um, it's the same interpretation pretty much no matter what culture you're referring to. You know, the, the happy face is pretty much universally the signal of like hey let's be friends yeah yeah (laughs) rock behind my back right and then there's body movement and posture so think about the difference between someone who's slouching and dragging their feet across the floor versus someone who has got a good posture and actually walks with purpose yeah 
And there's even some gestures like the okay sign and that sort of thing. It's uh, or the thumbs up, you know, positive messages uh, throughout the world. And uh, but in some places I've actually read about that um, some of our good uh, gestures might not be considered the same good over there uh, and might actually be uh, offensive to some people in certain parts of the world. Right. So when you're having conversations with someone, it's important to know um, what would be considered positive or negative to them when it comes to different gestures or body movements, things like that. So another one would be eye contact. So the way you look at someone while you or they are talking um, can communicate many more things than just the eye contact. Um, So, you know, have you ever had the person that's looking at you and then suddenly they're, they're looking behind you and then they look back and then they look over there and then they look back and it's like, you're not interested at all in what I'm saying right now. Yeah. Uh, also touch you know have you ever shooken, shaken shaken shook, <laughs> shook. <laughs> uh, somebody's hand and they have a firm handshake as opposed to a, a weak limp one you know I've met particular men and they reach out to shake your hand and you're thinking wow like he's a big guy and I'm really going to get a strong handshake here. And it's just kind of this limp thing. It's mm. confusing, you know, mm. it, and it, it can set the tone of the conversation really. Yeah. 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 Another one would be space. So how close you stand to someone um, can also impact conversation. So being too close to someone can exert dominance um, or it can be very intimidating for the other person. So that's just an example. And voice also. So it's not just what you say, but how you say things. Uh, it can include volume and spacing uh, if you have a rest between your replies and the tone you're using, that sort of thing. Yeah. So there's obviously a lot more to a conversation than people realize. And this could even intimidate or scare some people who already are hesitant to have a conversation in the first place. So people who are shy or things like that. Um, but mom and I even criticize ourselves and each other on how we present ourselves on the podcast and how we can improve. So this isn't meant to intimidate anyone um, into not communicating because then they have to overthink or overanalyze everything they're doing when they're already hesitant to have conversations um, with people or shy. Um, it's just something to be aware of. Yeah. Or you could just, you know, if you're feeling shy or awkward yourself, you could watch a few of our TikToks and you'd feel <laughs> you'll feel way better about yourself. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it is interesting for me, especially because I was, you know, this is pretty much my first on camera experience. And um, even looking back from when we began it, I see a big change. Um, I hear a change in my voice also. And, you know, depending on the week, whether, you know, the topic is peppy or whether we're tired and we sat here and ate something that had a lot of carbs in it, <laughs> you know, I can look back at the episodes and, you know, almost it's a marker for what we were doing that night or the kind of mood we were in or the subject matter. And, uh, but I do see progression overall. So that's, that's really encouraging. Yeah, it's. I, I see a difference as well, not just in yours, but mine as well. Ours as a whole, 
um, just how we present ourselves and how more comfortable or uncomfortable we were before or hesitant or, but yeah, um, just as a different uh, side of things as well with nonverbals. So important to remember that not everyone has good intentions. Um, so nonverbal communication and awareness can also be used to manipulate people if controlled strategically. Um, so because nonverbals can also be faked by people. So as an example, some people love to exert dominance in a situation by perhaps staring you down. Some people love to wave their arms around while they speak. Uh, they like to talk loudly over you, puff, your ch puff their chest and put their hands on their sides as if they're some big macho person. Um, and some people don't realize they do this either, um, but some unfortunately know exactly what they're doing. Um, and as a contradicting example, some people uh, attempt to portray a certain positive persona about themselves um, as if they're approachable. So some people like to use all the, I like to call them fluffy words and pair them with welcoming body language. So this can actually be a wolf in sheep's clothing sometimes. So people are trying to fake it so much that it isn't genuine. Um, so there's both sides of it. But the, the point is, is that you have to trust your gut and be aware of the people that may be trying to manipulate you and use and, and just have their behavior being inconsistent or wishy-washy. So the main point is actions speak louder than words. So if nonverbals are something that can be learned, they can be learned for the wrong reasons as well. Mm, for sure. So the big question is, how do you improve your own nonverbal communication? I mean, we all unintentionally send signals, you know, when we're not at our best, when we're not thinking about things like that. So firstly, we would suggest that uh, you need to be working more on being present. You know, uh, we looked up an excerpt from Help Guide's website, and it said, Nonverbal communication is a rapidly flowing back and forth process that requ requires your full focus on the moment to moment experience. If you're planning what you're going to do or say next, checking your phone or thinking about something else, you're almost certain to miss nonverbal cues and not fully understand the, the subtleties of what's being communicated. Mm -hmm. So we didn't think we could have said that much better ourselves. So we just took it right from the site. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it said perfectly. And it's yeah. so true. If you're not looking at the person, how are you supposed to pick up on 65% of the conversation that is not verbal? Right? Yeah, it's true. You know, the, like you said, the eyebrow raise, the eye roll, the, the slight sigh, the downward look, you know, that, that all says something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So managing your stress is, um, the second point um, at getting started uh, as it can affect one's delivery when they communicate. So a simple example, I'll put myself out there. Uh, I often can communicate in such a way to my boyfriend in the heat of a moment and realize later that I didn't said certain things that are not typical of me. Um, I did it only because I was stressed. And so then I go to apologize um, and um, 
explained to him that it was just very heat of the moment situation. So by managing your stress, um, you'll find that you'll better be able to communicate first of all, but also your nonverbal. So some people tend to point when they try to put off aggression or whatever. Um, so it's just a, a good step to take. Yeah. And on that same note, our last point was develop your emotional awareness. So uh, we all could stand to become a little more aware of our emotions and how they impact us. Uh, and so they would help us to better control our communication techniques. It's also important to be able to pick up on other people's emotions behind the cues that they are making. Uh, there's so many people disconnected from their emotions, especially the stronger ones like anger, seer, uh, seer, yeah, <laughs> and fear, <laughs> put it together there. But uh yeah, you know, all through our childhood, we're taught in society to shut that off. You can't, you know, you can't be angry. Don't act like that. And I'll give you something to cry about and all those lovely things. Um, so we're not encouraged to, uh, you know, feel those emotions and working on trying to better connect to yourself and your feelings. You'll actually gain greater control over how you think and act yourself. So it can really, in my experience, perceive how others, um, it can, what am I trying to say? I know <laughs> it, what you're trying to say, yeah. It, it, can, it, it can really impact how others perceive you and you might be sending out messages that you don't intend to or you don't mean. Mm. Uh, sometimes people can be cold or feel uncomfortable in a situation and they cross their arms, but it looks to me, you know, if I was to see Kennedy do that, I'd think, well, what's wrong? And why is she closing herself off? And what did I say something to offend her? So I might be perceiving that when really that wasn't her intention to send as a message. Mm -hmm. So just as a last point, we also wanted to bring attention to a TV series that we both enjoyed. Uh, although it's fictional in its stories, the psychology behind the script is accurate with a few exceptions. So the TV series is called Lie to Me. So the premise of the show is actually a company of nonverbal experts who are able to tell if someone is telling the truth or being deceptive. So Lie to Me actually staffed Dr. Ekman, who can be related to Dr. Lightman in the show, and he served as a scientific advisor on set, and he taught the cast and crew about the actual science of deception detection. Yeah, I I really, really enjoyed that show mm. and uh, actually ended up with the DVDs and we'll watch it at, at the cottage in the summer, you know, because we don't have cable and all that <laughs> fun stuff out there. So, um, interestingly enough, many of those episodes feature references to Dr. Ekman um, and his actual real life experiences when he was working in the field. And because Lie to Me is a fictional show, there is, however, you know, some fact and fiction mixed in together. But uh, we really wanted to share that with you because it was super interesting and and just a overall good show, a fun show to watch. And uh, it goes through some of some of the nonverbals. Mm hmm. Yeah, so uh, there are obviously so many little examples of how 
nonverbals can play into our life. So, you know, your, your lip can twitch randomly or your eyes can look up or down, or it's funny how just the simple, like if I'm talking to you right now and you're talking about something and I just go, and for those that aren't watching video, you know, just looking over to the side with your eyes can put off this like disgust vibe and I didn't even have to say anything. So there's so many little things in our life like that. Um, sorry. You mean the eye roll? Is that yeah. You- well, yeah. the eye rolls, maybe. Sorry, you couldn't see it here. I want me to do it closer. <laughs> want me to become intimidating and get really close to you. <laughs> but well, if you puff your chest, it- right, right, right. Um, but yeah, the eye roll. It's funny how an eye roll can just give off so much without a word being spoken as all these little things another one for me is the exhale like yeah you know like I'm frustrated like I already told you know stop bugging me or whatever but I know for me I often look off when I'm remembering something Mm. like if I have to think about how you know the chain of events played out or a memory from the past and I notice that's only like I only really notice it since we've been doing the podcast maybe I've always done it but it it's like a think and I remember all at the same time I don't know if they're stored like back here in this your brain's like trying to look your eyes are trying to roll back and look back there where are you I'm trying to find you (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah So uh, I guess it's fair to say that you can say what you mean, but not mean what you say. So there's a lot of information that we rolled out here today. Uh, Very interesting things. But uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed. So thanks again. And you know where to find us next week. I'll see you next time. If you or someone you know has a unique story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at theimperfectpodcast at outlook.com. For more information and how to connect with us on social media, you can visit us at our website, theimperfectpodcast.ca. And from whichever platform you are listening to this episode, be sure to like, share, and leave us a review. We would really appreciate your feedback. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We look forward to hearing your feedback and seeing you all find that extra joy and embrace your own imperfect. See See you next week. week.